What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome into the Roaring Repeater podcast here on 7220sports.com. Cody Tucker, as always, joined by Jared Newland. Uh, our office is completely under destruction right now, so we are coming to you from Jared's awesome basement bar. And uh, we're missing the TV right there. That's about it. Other than that, we got whiskey, we got beer, we, we got it made down here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of uh, construction going on in our house right now, too, so hopefully it stays quiet. <laughs> that's what's funny. We go from one construction zone to another, but we don't hear anything yet, which I don't know if that's good news or bad. Uh, true. It is lunchtime, though. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, Jared. Well, the news Wyoming fans have been dreading uh, finally came down last Tuesday. Graham E.K. is officially leaving the program, and he is also officially fielding a ton of phone calls. And I will tell you, I have a friend at the University of Texas who's on the coaching staff. He called me, no kidding, less than two minutes after Graham E.K. posted he was leaving. And... Asked me everything under the sun about him. And, you know, I'm not lying to him. I said he is one of the greatest human beings I've had the opportunity to cover in all my time covering college athletics. Uh, The guy knows how to talk to the media. The guy is a genuine person. He's a sweetheart of a man. Um, Just a really good all-around guy. And he was one of those guys. And I still am going to pull for him, don't get me wrong. But He's one of those guys where you just think, man, this guy's going to go really far. He really gets it. And I'll bet you a lot of that has to do with the fact his uncle is Daniel Graham, who played in the NFL for a long time and played at CU. And then also his grandfather was a professional football player. So I'm sure that he got some training in that regard there. But uh, sad deal. I know everybody's bummed. We talked about it last week that, hey, you know, yeah, it looks like the sky's falling. But if 33 comes back, this could still be salvageable. Now that's not happening. Um I guess, what were your general thoughts the minute you heard he was gone? 90% of me thought it was going to happen. Um, maybe if it, if it wasn't the transfer portal, it was probably going to go to Europe or the G League. No. So I wasn't surprised by any means. Um, the timing of it was kind of weird, just doing it the day of Linder's funeral. But then again, the coaching staff and the athletics department must have known it was going to come because they already had a statement ready to go. Yes. And it came out immediately. So I I think they knew that it was coming that day and it just, timing was, that just is what it is. Yeah. The the optics looked really bad on that, but but you're, you're right. Linder did come out. Um, when I saw that statement, I thought, okay, uh, something either big's coming down the (laughs) pike here or he's damage control. Right. But I thought, why today? Yeah. Because I I don't know. A lot of people know I, I actually went to the funeral down there in Mead, Colorado. And I thought, why today of all days, 
and please tell me you had this statement last night and you knew about this last night and you didn't have to focus on this whatsoever on a day like today because I tweeted it out Jared it was a dumble or a, a humble dose of of real perspective sitting in a pew next to Craig Bowl at a funeral for the basketball coach's father mm-hmm. um you forget about the transfer portal and, and X's and O's and winning and losing in that moment. And uh, it was just a really tough day for the Linder family. And, and, and the optics looked horrendous. And that's not the Graham EK I know. So I don't know if – I don't know. I, I doubt there's any kind of malicious anything by that. No, I, I don't think so. But I'm also seeing a lot of people saying, oh, you sure accepted an NIL, NIL money to go to the Boys and Girls Club and go to Cole Elementary School right down the road here in Cheyenne. Well, then again, I don't blame him for that either because, if one, they're willing to pay it. And it's it's for the kids. It's not because, I mean, he's a great basketball player no matter where he lives or whatever school he goes to. Yeah. I mean, these those kids are just happy to see somebody like that. Yeah. And um, they, I'm sure they enjoyed the day, and that's something they're going to remember for a long time. Yes, would it be better if he was still in a Wyoming uniform next year? Of course. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't blame him or anybody else who's going to accept any NIL money because um, for this last year, all most of those guys were getting was anything off of their T-shirt sales yeah. from um, the you know the Brown and Gold Outlet and so forth, and those don't amount to much other than gas money. Sure. So, yeah. And maybe I don't know what his appearance fee was for the Boys and Girls Club, but maybe say it was a thousand dollars. That's more than he made off his T-shirts, probably. Yeah, and that sounds even so, ridiculously yeah. high to me. Yep. Um, what do you think about this take? I keep seeing Jared. I I don't love it at all. That you know Wyoming babied you and paid for your foot and all that. Well, you sat here all year and then you leave. I mean, he was a scholarship basketball player at the University of Wyoming. And if he was truly going down to Colorado getting treatment, like they said, if that wasn't an approved treatment from the training staff or the team doctors, I honestly don't know if the for any of that. No. That could be self-paying or his parents' insurance money Yeah, on its own anyway. So um, that's something I guess we should find out before we comment any further, but who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's and people saying that they should pay their scholarship money back oh, and things like that. I hate that. It they're all on year to year contracts per se. Yeah. They they earn their scholarship back just like you're an at will employee. Um you earn your way to keep your employment. Yeah. That's that's oh, how it is. Dude, I hate that take so much and and I get it. I know people are upset. I just put this on Twitter about an hour ago. <clears throat> When Dana Dimmel left, this 15-year-old was devastated and thinking, what the hell are you doing? How can you do this? After talking to him and, and being a reporter all these years, now I realize he was a guy in his 30s making, like, what, a couple hundred grand a year, winning seven, eight, or eight, eight games a year in Laramie and not going bowling. And then Houston pulls up and drops the Brinks truck. I mean, he still has Houston money to this day. He told me, hey, you know, I realized it was a cold, hard truth when I went to the spring practice, my first spring practice at Houston, and nobody was there. And nobody cared about Houston football. But, hey, with all that money, he watched the guys he recruited finally excel under, who was the coach at Baylor? That got in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. He, He stepped in. With Dana Dimmel's recruits at Houston and won. And Dana bought a ranch in Kansas because he was still getting paid 
big time by a program like Houston. So I look back at that now, and I'm like, okay, I get it. And Dana regrets a lot of it. You know, he knew Wyoming had the passion, but a couple hundred thousand a year compared to a million plus a year. Plus, he was a coach on the rise. You got to do what you got to do, man. And we all know Wyoming isn't for everyone. And we all know that people, especially coaches, aren't coming here to um, stay for 30 years. Yeah. And so forth. Now, Craig Bowl is an exception to the rule. He's He was older when he took the job, and he's most likely going to finish his career in Laramie. And Paul Roach did it, but he only he was only the head coach for four years. Right. It's It, it doesn't happen a lot. Well, and I brought this up, too, today on Twitter. Um, Demo was the last coach to be poached from Wyoming. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Now, I would say that's not a good thing. I totally agree. And and it's not like it's a true stepping stone university because Dana was the last one. The other ones have all been fired, you guys. <laughs> I know. And Larry Shiat retired. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, shoot, even in basketball. Shiat the first time is the last yeah. coach to be taken from the basketball <clears throat> program as well. And remember this time last year, Jared, people are terrified that Jeff Linder's going to lose his job. Now people want him fired. <laughs> It's it's phenomenal, and and I guess the thing I get, I truly get where it comes from. The loyalty thing, everybody keeps bringing up loyalty. You got to stop that. And I know it's cliche. You literally have to pull for the name on the front. Period. That's all yeah. there is to it. You can't fall in love with that anymore. And also, I don't know how you feel about this, Jared, but I think we're putting way too much into this NIL thing. I see fans going, "Well, there's no NIL opportunities in Wyoming." Do you think Xavier Ducell and Nate Barnhart and all those dudes are going to make big cash leaving here? Graham E.K. is, in my opinion, the only one who has the potential to cash in. Yeah, and if if one of the other guys do, great, good for them, but it's not going to be life-changing money. No. Graham's could be situational life-changing money, yeah. like in the now, but it's not something that he could use for the rest of his life. And he might need <clears throat> the in the now because guys, we don't know about his foot. We don't know about this foot injury. This could be a deal where it could be lingering, or it could break, or it could be a problem. Who who are the? I don't watch the NBA, but Odin from from Ohio State back in the day, he was what the number one pick, number two pick, mm-hmm. and they knew it could be trouble. Yep. Boy, they look a lot alike, don't they? They do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this could be a deal where he's like, hell, you know, I have no doubt Graham E.K. loves Wyoming and loved Wyoming, and I have no doubt he loves Jeff Linder, and I don't think loyalty is the issue here. It really might be, hey, I might not have a lot of basketball years left. And, I mean, from everybody we've talked to, they don't really see him translating as an NBA player, so he's not going to make, maybe, I hope he does, but he's not going to make, like, generational type of money here. Yeah. So maybe it's time, and maybe he says, hey, he's got teams like, what did we see, Kansas, Texas, uh, Georgetown, Gonzaga, Indiana. Maybe he wants to go play a big game in Assembly Hall. Maybe he wants to play a huge game. Well, there was an article that came out on 24-7 Sports, yeah, and he had quotes in there talking about he wants to go back to the NCAA tournament, but he wants to win games in the NCAA tournament, not just appear in the NCAA tournament. Um, So, you know, he has that... He has that <clears throat> fight that he wants to go uh, to that next level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if it takes going to a Gonzaga and playing that kind of time of a schedule or a, or actually a Big 12 conference school or whatever it may be, yeah. good for him. Yeah. And 
like you said, he does not dislike Wyoming or Jeff Linder. No. No, and you know what? It, it, Wyoming not only lost their best player before the season kicked off last year, in a lot of ways they lost their heart, and they lost mainly, in my opinion, they lost their killer. You could say that maybe Maldonado was the heart, but, it, I mean, EK was a killer. He had that personality, man. I mean, how many times did fans say, like, Graham, just chill, like, he was always raising hell, and mm-hmm. he was just, he set the tone. And not only physically, but he'd be out there raising absolute hell. And he was not a guy that you wanted to go toe-to-toe for 40 minutes with, that's for sure. No, not at all. And if he develops that outside shot like we heard he was doing in the offseason, mm-hmm. but if he could actually get that down, that's only going to help his stock, no matter um, whether it be the you know European League, G League, or the NBA in, down in the future. Yeah. Let's face it, I, I'm planning on probably writing a column about this, Jared, but I'm, I'm a Wyoming guy, and I'm from here, and, and you are too, and, and like Ryan Thorburn at the Casper Star, we're all from Wyoming. It hurts when somebody leaves you because they're leaving you, and they, you feel like they're too good for you, and you feel like they're too good for your university that you have so much pride in, and your state you have too much, so much <clears throat> pride in. That Let's get down to the nut cutting. That's it. We're, everybody's hurt a little bit that we're not good enough for you. And for the people we mentioned it earlier about the paying your scholarship back and things like that, I don't think they should have to at all unless they flunk out. Yeah. That's what pisses me off yeah. is when somebody comes here, doesn't take their academics seriously along with it, and that's when they should have to pay something back, in my opinion. So it's funny when you look at all these comments, too. I see so many people going, yeah, you're not. They need to worry about their education. Do you really give a shit about their education? I mean, as long as they're academically eligible to play basketball, <laughs> I don't care if they're floating by like me with D's. I don't care. Hey, C's get degrees. That's <laughs> D's got me a degree. Thank God. Where'd you go again? <laughs> um, <laughs> Mid Plains Community College. I played baseball. I was busy. <laughs> it's a nine-month sport, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Speaking of baseball, guess uh, what I have Cody drinking out of today? A Houston Astros koozie. At least it's the cool one with the old uh, sunset yeah. stripes or whatever they call those. We're just calling that. That was our bet on the World Series since he was a Phillies fan. <laughs> it looks good, though. It does. I, I do not I do not hate the Astros. Um, I hated get them for a better with week. you. Oh, <laughs> my Houston friends would love that. I wish there was an ice cold Coors in this thing and not a Coke Zero Cherry or whatever it is. Hey, I. Do you have Coors? No. <laughs> our, my beer fridge is empty right now. You know what's hilarious? Yesterday, Jared goes, We couldn't do our podcast yesterday because our entire. Now our entire office is demolished. We didn't even have power yesterday. And their music was cranked. And they were. There was like 10 guys and they're going to town. So we thought, uh, This is going to be ugly anyway. And I go in and the whole place is covered in dust except for the computer. Like they're covered. Thank, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, so that's covered. And he goes, Well, you want to go get a beer? And I said, Yeah, sure. Where at? And uh, we went to a brewery, and I was like, nah, yeah, I'm good on that. So I ended up going, though, and had a, had a delicious Diet Pepsi. <laughs> I, I had their, their new uh, coffee blonde <laughs> ale. It was actually pretty tasty. If they would have had Coors, we might have been there all night. Hell, I had a dog. I'm on dog duty. <laughs> Wife's out of town. Uh, well, and if we would have stayed there, we would have got to watch together one of the best basketball performances I've seen in a long time. And I'll be the first to tell you, Jared, I grew up 
not caring about the conference at all. I want the Wyoming Cowboys to carry the flag in the conference, and if they don't, I don't care. I grew up hating these teams, and now all of a sudden I'm supposed to change gears and be a fan of them in crunch time. Obviously, now that I'm a reporter, I still, you know, have a lot of dislike for these teams because, it's hell, it's ingrained in me, but I found myself pulling for San Diego State last night, and they made it pretty easy. They are dominant. If it was CSU or Boise State, I would not have been pulling yeah, for them. Yeah. Um, but yes, I agree with you. I was pulling for the Aztecs. It's pretty cool to see. And um, even I was watching some golf today, and there was two golfers from San Diego State, and they were highlighting on the Golf Channel today oh, about really? these two San Diego State grads <laughs> and stuff, stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's. It's going to be interesting to see the rest of the way out here. but Sets up nice for them, doesn't it? Could. Get, get this. One of these following teams will be in the national championship game a week from Monday. Kansas State, Florida Atlantic, Creighton, or San Diego State. I don't hate it. No, I think it's great. I hear people on national radio right now going, uh, did it kind of soil everything? Who the hell wants to watch Duke again? North Carolina again. Not me. Not me. No, I'd no. much rather watch these guys. It's just like everybody talks about, well, the Yankees have to be in the playoffs. No, no they, they don't. don't. They have to. The TV people want that, yeah, that, that to happen. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah, I mean. And how, how did last year with, with Philly and Houston in the World Series? That's Philly's the seventh biggest city in the United States. Houston's arguably third. If they were counting undocumented people, it would be third, bigger than Chicago. Um I didn't hear one person go, oh, thank God Philly and Houston are in this thing because, man, they have gigantic TV markets. It's got to be Boston, L.A., New York. Why? Those are two huge markets. And you know what? People are going to watch this because it's damn good basketball. Yep. It's fun. It's compelling. San Diego State, guys, this is something we're not going to see very often from here on out. They are old. Eight seniors? Yeah. I believe they're the oldest left in – they were the oldest team coming in. Well – at 23? Yes. Average 23? And they've been bounced in the first round the last couple of years. But you got to remember, when the NCAA tournament was canceled, yeah. they did. They were going to be a number one or a number two seed yes, they were. that year. Yes, they were. Because they actually did get to play in the Mountain West tournament because Mountain West tournament was a week early that year. Yep. And they were going to be a one or a two seed. So they this team has been building. And then they added these transfers in. Yeah. It. And they're not going away anytime soon. No. They're going to keep getting these transfers. They added that Tramel kid from Seattle last night, 21 points on 9 of 16 shooting. That's the thing with San Diego State now, too, Jared, is they can score. And they did it last night without Matt Bradley scoring. Bradley didn't score until three minutes left. Yeah, until the very end there. So it was crazy. And and he got it, he got it going with a um, free throw Yeah, to get his scoring going. But he he's so good on the defensive end. And he is so good on breaking the press. Oh. He had three guys around him that time, and he ducked underneath one and yeah. just blew out of it, and they got a, they got a layup out Dude's of it. Dude's a deal. tank. Yeah. How good is this defense? They hold number one seed Alabama, 32.4% from the field, three of 27 from deep. It's just incredible. And this was balanced, man. San Diego State attempted 22 free throws, Alabama 20. The Aztecs were only 13 of 22 from the line. If they make those, this is a blowout. And the other one I wanted to look for, offensive rebounds. Bama got 20 offensive rebounds. If they get half of that, this is a 20-point route. Well, and I wasn't quite back yet. I ran an errand 
before it started, and I was listening on the radio. Six in the first minute. Six offensive rebounds, three and three in the first <laughs> yeah, minute. And I was they, the same. And the radio it. is like, this is setting the tone for one <laughs> hell of a game, guys. And did you hear those guys keep saying, this is San Diego State's game. Yep. They, they are muddying it up. And that's who we've come to know over these years. And you think back to January 6th or whatever date that was, <laughs> they only beat Wyoming by five. Wyoming was playing really good. And, and that year they were going to be a number one seed. Wyoming took them to the limit there in the Mountain West Tournament. So I guess we have that to hang our hat on, right? Damn it. Hung <laughs> with San Diego State. No, they're fun to watch, man. And it's funny, and congratulations to J.D. Luster, former Wyoming Cowboy who's on that staff, former Defensive Player of the Year in the Mountain West Conference in a Wyoming uniform. It's only fitting that that cat is there. And they flat will tell you, if you don't play defense and you're not going to rebound, you're not going to play. A period. That's who they are looking for. And we've seen that. But now they actually have guys who can score, which is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, that's really what they've been missing. To have Matt Bradley, what did he finish with, four? Six points last night. Two of two from the free throw line. Uh, they only had two guys that were in double figures. Lindy had 12 and then 21 for Trammell. And really, Trammell. Bradley didn't do a whole lot last night. Not even rebounds. No rebounds. Rebound. No assists. Yeah. But he he's still a factor out there because of his body. That guy is a beast. Well, and here's the big one. Miller from, from Alabama. <laughs> three of 19 from the field. One of 10 from three. He finishes with nine points. I think in the three games they played, he only made eight field goals. Yeah, he had a rough, rough. He had a rough outing. He had and a few things on his mind. Yeah, but. Well, we hope. <laughs> well, and then Clowney, of course, too. He was in he was in foul trouble. You knew this thing was going to get muddied up with fouls, too. And I'll be honest with you, last night, too, they, Alabama, that is, they got away with some fouls. That should have been called. I, I, I counted like three for sure. In key situations, it's like, oh my gosh, that guy's got mauled. Well, like diving for the ball when Bradley oh, got absolutely I'm surprised hammered. he actually got up from that and didn't have a... <laughs> he had any of his skin on his nose left. <laughs> yeah, know. You know who was really impressive in that last three minutes? Was Nathan Minza. Yes. They finished with eight blocks in this game. Minza had five of them. How about that one double block? <laughs> yeah, he's, you know what, Minza, you look at him and you go, how is he not a better offensive player? He's that good on D. And we know that. He's defensive player of the year in the Mountain West consecutive times. He's unbelievable. That was one of the more physical games you're going to see. Yeah. And early on, or midway through the second half, there was only – each team was 7-7 seven of seven from the free throw line. And I had texted a buddy, said, if this was in the Mountain West, there would be 40 free throws right now. <laughs> because the games are called differently. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And then, But in the end, they ended up with 40 free throws. Yeah. And so then I changed my statement to, that would have been 70 free throws if this game was in the Mountain West. <laughs> well, and I think the refs were really trying to let them play. It's just hard, man. Those And Alabama's an imposing big team, too, so... That was really that was really good, man. They are they are really good. I don't see a reason why we're not going to see the Aztecs in the Final Four here. And and then you know the only insufferable part about that, of course, Wyoming's going to get money. The Mountain West's going to get money, which is always good. But San Diego State fans are so insufferable. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be gross to listen to these people. The other thing too, guys, they actually gave a shout out to Wyoming last night on the telecast. I don't know if you caught that, but they said. This is the first Mountain West program to ever make it to the Elite Eight. And they said, you know, don't be fooled. You know, Wyoming has a national title. UNLV has a national title. They obviously didn't do that in the Mountain West. 
And I saw Wyoming fans tweeting left and right, like, you forgot to say Wyoming has a national title, and Wyoming's been to, what, five Elite Eights or something like that? That Guys. <laughs> it's Mountain West. Mountain West. <laughs> Mountain West. It's all there is to it. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> uh, I think since we were on the air last time, uh, also Wyoming Law Savior Ducell, um, that one... That one sucks. I mean, he just talk about Wyoming's lockdown defender. He's uh, he. That's the guy for the Cowboys, and the, he always drew the toughest assignments. And and when they played CSU in the game they won in Laramie, I decided to kind of not watch the whole game. I watched Ducell and Isaiah Stevens, and Stevens quietly, very quietly, damn near had a triple double. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't have a Stevens-like game whatsoever, and Ducell shadowed him all day. And the beauty of that game is something that Ducell wasn't able to do often enough. He scored as well. He actually put up some points in that game, which usually when he had to, when his job was to lock down, a lot of times he didn't do a whole lot on the offensive part of the in the offensive part of the game. But Ducell sucks because he always had such a great attitude, and he's such a good dude too. And and he was part of this initial recruiting class. There's not one player left. Right now, that was on Leonard's initial recruiting class. Well, I'm going to bring this up because Kansas State has zero players on their roster that was originally signed with Kansas State. It's incredible. They were all transfers. That's and true. look where they're incredible. at. Yeah. Truly incredible. And they were picked to finish dead last in the toughest basketball conference in the country. So, folks, it can be done. Do we want Wyoming to go out and get 10 transfers? Probably not. Uh, but right now they have no high school guys. Um, some because, do though. I, yeah. I see some people going, "Hey, you need to go just load up on transfers and and load up on them from here on out." And it's like, do you think this is going to be a quick fix? I, I mean, do you want it to be that way, or do you want? I get I get where they're coming from in a way because if you transfer here, allegedly you're not going to be able to transfer again, again. so you're kind of yeah. stuck, for lack of a better term. And the NCAA came out this week and said you can't transfer just because your coach leaves, which you would think that's the whole reason this transfer thing opened up like this in the first place. Because yeah, because if, <laughs> if coaches leaves, the players should be able to leave. Yeah, it's so, so weird. Yeah, and then did you see the president of the NCAA came out and said they're going to ask DC for some help on how to litigate and um, you know make laws. About Thank you. Stuff. But Charles Barkley came in and goes, "You're an idiot." Why do you want to have politicians involved? They're all a bunch of crooks. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. So if you get a chance, go look at that clip. Why can't the NCAA do this themselves? They, that's the thing. They need to figure it out on themselves. And it's just like football needs its own head, and bas- men's basketball needs its own head, and probably women's basketball for that matter, Yeah. To to really make things happen the way that the players and the coaches need and want them to happen. Does the toothpaste ever go back in the tube, though, here? Or would it be like an SMU situation where you're like, hell, we got to keep paying them. <laughs> we got to pay them until, you know, make no more obligations, but you got to keep paying these guys. Well, there's got to be some regulations, and they got to be regulations that people are going to be able to follow. When we talked about it last week, we all are in agreement they should make a little coin. Do what you got to do, but the fact that that Florida quarterback had, what, a few million on the line to come to Florida, and then the boosters couldn't make the payment? That's not what NIL's for. No. That's crazy. And a lot of guys, like, you know, people can bitch about EK going to the Boys and Girls Club. At most schools, you don't even have to do that much. All you have to do is do a social media post and be like, oh, go to this restaurant. It's really awesome. Or go to this car dealership. It's really great. And they have a $60,000 car. And I don't know what the value of the Cavender twins that are at the University of Miami now that were at Fresno State, 
I mean, they already had like a million followers each on their socials. But now that they're in the Elite Eight on the women's basketball side, can you imagine what their value just went up to? Oh, I know. And it's all because they're really <laughs> great basketball players. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Exactly. Nothing no, nothing to do, do with their looks at all. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about Linder's statement. Let's kind of go over that a little bit. Linder had to make that statement last Tuesday. It happened right before Grammy K's uh, announcement came out. Well, before one of these sites, these transfer portal sites, announced it for him and sent the Cowboys state into an absolute tizzy. Uh, Linder said one of his quotes in there is uh, he ended his this whole thing with tough times don't last, but tough people do. But here's what he said. I took over this program the week COVID shut down the country in March 2020 with four returning players, and two years later we were dancing our way to the NCAA tournament. New challenges, the transfer portal and NIL, have presented themselves in the last 12 months that have cha- or have presented themselves in the last 12 months that have changed the landscape of college basketball. The new landscape isn't changing anytime soon, and we must embrace change. As we celebrate change, I hope that the state of Wyoming and the passionate fans who wear the brown and gold will embrace the young men who will stay and ride for the brand. There will be a lot of new faces next season across college basketball, and there will be a lot of new faces playing for the Cowboys in the Orient Auditorium, understatement of the year. There are currently only three players from last year's team that are still there for now. They just want to sell programs. (laughs) Brendan Wenzel. Caden Powell and Kenny Foster are still there for for now, as we understand. Uh, The returning players and the new faces will play with a passion and pride that will make you proud. My players know that one of the four things that they are held accountable to every day is what their response is. As a head coach, I have never experienced a season like this. I have learned a great deal over the last 12 months and will be better for it. My response will be to embrace the changes that have impacted the program without sacrificing the standards that have allowed my teams to be successful and what will make us successful as we move forward. As we move forward as a program, I want to wish all the best to the players who have chosen to transfer and are grateful for their time that they spent here. I hear this, Jared, and it's a lot of PR drivel, but embrace change is the one word, the one sentence that stuck with me. Embrace change as in embrace this portal stuff, which he's done. The NIL stuff, which he's talked about, and the basketball guys. Xavier Ducell had a little NIL thing, uh, was selling some jerseys. Same with Maldonado, same with EK. Or is he talking about embracing change and talking about how much he's learned over the last year? Is he talking about embracing change in himself, which we talked about last week, is very important. And I know people in this tough state are quick to say, quit being a pussy, quit being soft, you know, but that's not reality i'm gonna take the easy way out here and say it's all the above i hope so i think i think it, it needs to be i think there's 10 percent here 20 percent here 30 percent here i think it all everything that he said in that statement and with the embracing the changes i think it's everything that you mentioned yeah it, <clears throat> it, it, it needs to be it needs to be and everybody keeps i'm gonna read uh I'm going to read this, too, from Hunter Maldonado, who posted on Twitter. He tagged me and the other journalists that regularly cover this team. Um, Folks, before I read this, there's not very many Hunter Maldonados in the world these days. I'm not even talking about basketball. I'm talking about in the world. Um, (laughs) So everybody's hanging on Hunter's stuff, and they love Hunter all of a sudden. And a lot of you did anyway, but now they really love him because... 
he's preaching it, man. He's saying you got to be tough. He's easy to play for if you do the right things and you're about the right things. He said that for the last two weeks. Everything he put in this, nothing has changed aside from talking about you guys and <laughs> how, how some fans out there can be. Um, but other than that, there are not Maldonados hanging off trees out here or falling out of trees. That's not how this works. He is a mature guy who already has a couple of degrees in his back pocket, working on another, who has huge aspirations in his life, not only on the basketball court, but off. These other guys are young, can't see the forest through the trees sometimes, and that's all there is to it. you got to take this with a grain of salt. You have to. You can't be... I wrote about it in that column two weeks ago. You, there's no more face mask grabbing. There's no more screaming. There's no more peeling paint. And I know that bums a lot of you out. And to me, at my inner core, it bums me out because I took beatings growing up. I got whipped. If I screwed around in a restaurant, I got a public beating in the restaurant. That's how it went. But that's not the case anymore. I'm not going to publicly beat my daughter in a restaurant. It's just the way we've moved up and the way we've evolved here. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that Maldonado says, and I respect him for saying what he said. Yeah. And hopefully the rest of the fan base can respect what he says. Um, he gave his heart and soul to this program for six years, battled through injury after injury. He could have easily left last year. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. And after he, Edwards left. Yeah, and he, he could have transferred then without penalty yeah. because Edwards left, and he could have went with him. Um, but at the same time, he stayed here. He got us two and a half degrees so far, or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, and um, he's going to have a great career moving forward, whether it be if he's playing in Europe or if he does get a shot at the G League. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I just don't know if his game – equates to that or not but he's going to be very successful in life that's for damn sure no doubt i just but what he for lack of a better term it seems like maldonado fed the pigeons if you will by putting this statement out because wyoming fans are tough and gritty and we grew up tough well some of them are some yeah and we you know most of us grew up with you know a tough background and, and tough weather and tough everything so he, but he's feeding the pigeons here where all those guys that are like, there's no loyalty. Now all of a sudden they're beating their chest even harder. Beat your chest all you want. Beat it to death. You're not going to find four, five, six Maldos to fill up this roster. They're, they're not out there anymore. You're probably not even going to find one. So you got to get off the loyalty kick. You have to. And it sucks. And it breaks my heart to say that stuff too, but you have to. There's no more. What I love, the one thing I've loved about Linder's rants here in the last couple months is when he said, Maldonado and Thompson will forever have a home. They will always be able to come back to the University of Wyoming. They will never buy a beer here again. That's true. And what did he say about everybody else? They were just renting a timeshare. <laughs> I love that. Love it. And it's true. But do kids really care all that much? Maybe when they're 45 years old I mean, and they think, God, I wish I had an alma mater to go back to. Just listening to some of the NCAA tournament broadcasts, Oh, this guy, he is on his fourth team in five yes. years. I said that last night when watching out. Everybody on that Alabama team, it seemed, played somewhere else. Yeah. It's crazy. Is that what the NCAA wanted? I don't know if that's what they wanted, but that's what they got, and it's not going to change. No. But do you think also that's a reason why we're seeing all these mid-majors still alive right now? Oh, absolutely. It has leveled the playing field for damn sure. So Wyoming just needs to take advantage. Yep. That's the other thing that fans drive me nuts about. They forget this door swinging both ways thing. 
But then I think they think to themselves, who would come to Wyoming? Now, I think it's more of a scary proposition because if you're talking to a parent, say you have a kid who's some kind of blue chip recruit and Jeff Linder calls you right now. What are you going to say to him, Jared? Why did why did eight guys leave your program? Oh, I'm sure he has a speech ready. <laughs> what do you think that speech is, though? Some of they couldn't cut it. They were pussies. They were soft. Some of it's probably the the truth. Yeah, and some of it is probably fluff. I would hope a lot of it's fluff. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> but you I hate to say that, but but it's, you can't get caught lying either because those guys through AAU coaches through whoever it may be. They're going to know somebody who knows those other kids that left. Yeah. And they're going to get, they're going to speak their mind, whether it's the truth or, but they're going to give their, their statement mm-hmm. on it. So they better, the coaching staff better be telling the truth or I, it'll bite them in the ass in the long run. I talked about this the other day. I made a move in my professional career that was maybe not the best move. I, I got an offer in Pittsburgh. So of course I did my homework, found out very quickly that this boss that I was about to, be under was a complete nightmare. And I mean, even Deadspin wrote a story about how he was the worst boss in America when it came to sports journalism. So that obviously, you know, catches your attention immediately. So I ask him about it. Why would Deadspin write this story? What, is all this stuff true? Oh, no, 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 none of it. it. That was a witch hunt, blah, blah, blah. So then I knew a lot of it was true. Then I reached out to former employees of his and they said, you know what? The job's great. This guy is a nightmare. Everything in that is true. But you know what I told myself and ultimately my wife, <laughs> who was saying, are you insane? And we went and spent a day in Pittsburgh with this guy. And she was like, I don't like him. I don't like anything about him. He is absolutely weird as hell, and he's a nightmare. And I'm like, yeah, but this is making 80000 a year covering the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby. You know, Pittsburgh's a cool city. And then I told myself, he's not going to treat me like that. Because I'm going to kick ass at my job, A, and B, if it gets down to it, I'll beat the piss out of this guy. There's no way in hell he's going to treat me this way. Guess what? He treated me that way one billion percent. was a complete disaster. Every single thing in that Deadspin article was true. And it was a nightmare. Lesson learned. I spent six months there, and it was the worst six months of my life, and it didn't need to be. That was a great job. It was awesome. Everything was good except for that element. So I made a decision based on... Well, I'm glad he was a dick, because if he wasn't, you wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> I, uh, there's no way I could have handled that. It was it was done. But anyway, let's go through Maldo's, Maldo's comments here. He says, enough with the entitlement. Coach's job isn't to make every single one of you happy and give you answers. Who's to say half of you even deserve the answers? I love that, by the way. You fans want loyal guys, yet are the first ones to message us in our DMs about how bad we are and how we should leave. You guys turn on us just as quick. Everyone wants to point the finger at someone because our season didn't go as planned, but sometimes the chips just don't fall your way. Look at my career. I did everything I could and it didn't happen. Coach has never hit anyone. He is a guy with a winning track record, and for some reason we are so quick to forget that. He's an easy guy to play for if you just work hard. He's done his fair share of holding me accountable and doing it in a way that gets the best out of me. Anyone would be lucky to learn from a coach of this stature and experience. And if anybody out there thinks that Jeff Linder actually hit somebody in practice or (laughs) wherever it is. That's insane. In today's age with social media, cell phones readily available to, to record something. 
it would have been out there by now. So just stop it already. Tom Berman would have said, give me the footage from practice immediately. Yeah, that's another thing. Every <laughs> single practice is filmed. Mm-hmm. And that's what got that Boston College coach in trouble 10 yeah. years ago or whatever it Didn't was. Didn't get Larry Eustacey in trouble? Yeah. Not to mention his own guys talking? Because it came out from a team video that was there. So just knock it off already. <laughs> and if you have proof, then bring it out. How painful is it, though, to see these California people dancing on Wyoming's grave right now? It's maddening as hell. It really is. And and I get where they're coming from in a lot of ways, but damn it. And Miss Kaiman, if you actually have proof of something, let's let's see it. Yeah. Don't be saying, "Oh, it'll come out. It'll come out. Somebody's going to talk." Well, talk then. Yeah, she just keeps in all these combos, doesn't she? Or just quit following Wyoming. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Your nephew's no longer here. Yeah. Let it, it go. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Uh, I don't think we talked about this since the last time we were on the air, uh, Jared, but Sunday, I think we talked about Sundance Wicks was a finalist for the job at Green Bay, Wisconsin. He did get that job, um, and as you can tell by social media, he's already on the campaign trail and being Sundance Wicks, and the fans are eating it up as they should. And The one thing that was hard is seeing fans curse these players for leaving at the same time that they're hooting and hollering for old Sundance Wicks, I who is a Wyoming guy, by the way. I hope that juice doesn't freeze in Green Bay. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot colder up there than it is here. <laughs> it sure is. I've been there. It is cold, and they don't have cores. There's no way I would take a job there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah, congrats to Sundance Wicks. He's a great dude. He moved up in his career. I hope he does great things there. He's just a, he's just a great human being. That's you never know, folks. Yeah, he might be a head coach at Wyoming someday. Yeah, he just one needs day. to go turn the Phoenix around and come on back. Yep. Speaking of former Wyoming head coaches still alive in this thing, we call the big dance. Steve McLean, a special assistant to the head coach Rodney Terry there in Austin, they punched their ticket to the Elite Eight with a win over Xavier last night. Rodney Terry deserves this job one hundred percent. Like we talked about before we came on the air, maybe not. Now, don't announce anything. Just keep letting the good times roll if you win tomorrow, of course. Uh, don't I wouldn't mess with anything before no. the Final Four. But once that's done, you better sign this dude because that thing could have gone off the rails really quick. And you wonder how much of an impact that Steve McLean had on it not going off the rails. Well, I think a lot because being a former head coach, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that helps current head coaches in any situation with all that experience. Yeah. So I'd... I hope that they all get signed there and stay there. Um, and um, happy trails to the SEC in a couple of years. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to my buddy Ty Larson, who I had the privilege of covering at Douglas High School for four seasons. His mom was my landlord in uh, Douglas, and she also owns the uh, one of the coolest bars in town that I spent nearly every paycheck I ever made at. So... Uh, Used to be full of oil guys, and it was fight night every night. Girls, a bunch of oil guys from Texas and Oklahoma and Louisiana fighting over the girl in the Mountain Dew sweatpants with two teeth in her head. Uh, I, I know you're not a Raiders fan, <laughs> no, by any means. No, neither am I. But how many free agents do you think are going to be going to Las Vegas if this report is true? From TMZ, folks. So who knows? <laughs> But Jimmy Garoppolo offered free sex for life from Las Vegas brothel workers. Uh, <laughs> um, I have opened up my recruitment. 
<laughs> I'm entering the portal. <laughs> yeah, I can be. I can be swayed. Oh, that's just that's <laughs> funny shit right there. I mean, that's Vegas, man. That's good it stuff. Is. That's re- <laughs> that is good. So I wonder if Jimmy will take him up on it. I think he's single. He's got to be the most eligible bachelor on planet Earth. He's. I'm. I'm as straight as an arrow, but man, he's a pretty. He's a pretty man. <laughs> Uh, you're sitting a little close to me. <laughs> I don't need my quarterback to be pretty, though. I'd rather have my quarterback be ugly and awesome. And be a winner. Yep. Um, <laughs> wow, that went off the rails quick. I want to give a shout-out to two former Wyoming wrestlers. They will be fighting in the Bellator 293 on Friday, March 31st. It's out in Temecula, California. Easton Gibbs' hometown. And it's a Showtime event. And then, of course... Um, after that would be the uh, the pay per view portion of it, but um, but uh, Bryce Meredith will be fighting in his fourth professional bout. He is a bantamweight, and he's going to be fighting Brandon Carrillo. Um, he is one and zero, and Meredith is three and zero. Are we shocked Meredith's three and zero in this new game? Some people say that he hasn't fought anybody big time yet. I mean. They say that he's obviously a hell of a wrestler. Mm. They don't know about his combat portion of it. He's tough, man. I know I wouldn't want to scrap with yep, that dude. He I weigh, totally agree. He weighs, what, 135? I'm tipping 300. I still wouldn't mess with that dude. I agree. Well, you don't mess with wrestlers, then, because no. going to take you down and beat <laughs> shit out of you. I actually had a wrestler on my baseball team who was probably 5'8", maybe 100. He was probably the same, 130-something. He pinned me so hard at a party one night, it was literally like, all right, dude. All right, dude. All right, all right. All right I'm couldn't, done. Couldn't get out of it. <laughs> Tap yeah, out. I'm done. Uh, Archie Colgan, he is somebody that they're all looking after. They think that he's going to be on a on a main card here pretty soon. He just looks terrifying. Um, he's uh, he's six and zero, oh, and um, the guy he's going up against is five and zero. Oh, Justin Montalvo. They're um, at the one fifty five pound weight class, which is the lightweight division. So if you're into UFC and MMA stuff. Friday, March 31st. Nice. Tough cats. Uh, Speaking of, let's put a bow on the Cowgirls season. Uh, Their season ended uh, in Manhattan, Kansas last week. 71-55 loss to Uh, (laughs) K-State. My one takeaway from that game is K-State is huge. They are absolutely massive. And you know what? Sitting courtside at Thompson Mac two weeks ago, Wyoming is massive compared to Colorado State. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even imagine how big K-State really is. But, uh, you know, tough end for them, but they just keep ticking, man. That's just a really good, well-oiled program. And just keep hiring from within, just keep winning, just keep doing their thing. So uh, nice. Uh, Emily Melma, she's turning into quite a little stud there at the point guard spot, too. And um, they're in good shape, man. Allison Furtig's going to be here for a couple more years. They're just they're stellar. And I've heard that there might be a former player returning um, at some point here too. So that, that's good news for the Cowgirls hmm. as well. So former player like one that left for a year. <laughs> that was a wink, folks. <laughs> That'd, be good. That'd um, be good. I'm trying to find this tweet from Jimmy Dykes, uh, former big, you know Big Monday guy, Big Monday with Bob Carpenter, ESPN. Mm-hmm. He was always so good to Wyoming. Then he went to coach the women's program at Arkansas for a while, back in TV again. He tweeted out, um, of course, defending the SEC, or not defending, talking about how good the SEC is. And um, 
now the SEC has been bounced from the uh, the NCAA tournament, and his tweet has not aged so well. He's oh, talking boy. about how good these athletes are. These three teams that were still in at Tennessee, uh, Alabama, and Arkansas, and they've all been bounced now. And um, so you gotta you gotta remember that this tweets are out there forever, folks. <laughs> What do you say, that they were just superior athletes all the way around? Pretty much. Oh, boy. I wish I could find it. Maybe it's been deleted. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's not forever, except for the screenshots that were taken of it. But, Jimmy, I do I do like you a lot. I remember those days. I remember uh, taking you out for, for pops every once in a while when you were in town and uh, even took you to the V-Bar Guest Ranch one night for, oh for a steak. Nice. So I haven't even done that. Uh, yeah, so big congrats to on the careers to Quinn Weideman and Tommy Olson. Uh, true cowgirls for sure. Um, it's funny, you don't see it much, I don't believe anyway. The, obviously, the Cavender twins come to mind, but I keep seeing these Wyoming fans saying this too, that why can't it be like the cowgirls? People aren't leaving... People aren't leaving and moving around and hitting the portal. I don't know if that's a women's basketball problem. Maybe I'm crazy, but... It is at the elite level a little bit. And, I mean, the Cavender Twins were good basketball players. They're not great basketball players. They just happen to have a social media following that actually could be monetized. Well, and they seem a little more Miami than Fresno. Yeah, and so if there are women's athletes out there that want to have a million social media followers, good for them, and go make money off it. Yep. The student-athletes that Wyoming gets, they're there to get their degree mm-hmm. and then play basketball. Yep. And uh, Joe Ligurski always told me this because we would ask him, like, what, are you going to redshirt so-and-so? Oh, we don't redshirt anybody. They don't want to be redshirt. They want to be here for four years to get their degree and move on in their life. Yep. That's true. And, so and- Quinn and Tommy are unique situations that they came back for a fifth year yeah no doubt and uh you know what's cool too if you're talking about portal and nil and all that stuff really good on the brown and gold store brown and gold outlet matt lenning and his family over there they they included the cowgirls in this thing too and Mm -hmm. and you can buy cowgirls jerseys and stuff i believe weideman had one fertig has one uh maybe even olsen has one so you can buy their shirts i think even some of the olympic sports had them there for a while too yeah Good for him, man. Uh, Matt Lenning, obviously a former student athlete himself, and just a just a really good guy. And, and it's cool to see them doing that because it could have easily just been football and men's basketball. So nice to see that. Uh, figure we can wrap this one up, Jared. Spring football, a welcome distraction right now. Um, <laughs> begins on Tuesday in Laramie. Um, still kind of working on my storylines uh, for for this spring. Uh, which is kind of a good thing. It's not a great thing for a journalist, but it's probably a good thing for a fan that there's not a ton, uh, not a bunch of questions anyway. That's saying there's not a lot of unknowns other than these, some of the players that were hurt last season. Yeah. Are they going to be hundred percent? Are they yeah. back? Are they going to participate yeah. all through spring ball? Are yeah. they going to be full contact? All that kind of stuff. So, cause well, as we heard about Sebastian Harsh, yep. this guy is Great. Well, yeah. we didn't get a chance to see him because yeah. during practices, he was hurt. Yeah. During in August. Yep. He got. And hurt you can't right go watch practice season. anyway. So. Yeah. Same with uh, you know, same with Keelan Cox, the Alabama transfer, and those are both defensive ends. And and what a job the defensive ends did last year under uh, Marty English, who of course just retired. Um, he came into the season with zero sacks, and they finished, I believe, with sixteen. 
uh, as a unit and 32 overall or something like that as a defense to finish second in the Mountain West. So, And something unique to this program right now, too, is there's only one coaching change. Mm-hmm. And it was Marty English retired, and it was re- he was replaced by a former Wyoming player, Bart Brian Hendricks, who is somewhat of a veteran coach now. He's yep. been coaching for a long time at yep. the Division Two or 1AA level, folks. So. And, and the guy who mentored him was Marty English. Yeah. And, he, I mean, he did go to CSU for that one year as a, as a grad transfer under Marty, which sucks. But uh, maybe that was his payback to his father yeah, he, and grandfather for not going to CSU. He got him some free ones. gear and gave it to his family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Hendricks uh, is over the moon to be back. Uh, texted back and forth with him a little bit. He's, uh, he's a fantastic dude. I'm really excited for him to be on the staff. But uh, – that's a big question. Uh, Buck Coors at Nickelback is another one. They were so high on him, and he's a guy who got hurt on the first play of the final fall scrimmage last year before the season started. They really like him, and they just said he he was always an athlete and played on played with his hair on fire, but now he actually knows how to play football. So they said he is really exciting. However, we saw Rook Brown seamlessly slide into that nickelback spot for Keontae Glinton. So that might be a battle to watch out for there. And and that's the real question with Bull, and I'm sure we'll probably get the the answer the coach answer that, oh, every position, there's no positions locked down. Yeah, yes, there is. Cole Goodbow and Jordan Bertinoli are your starting. There's quite a few tackles. this year, actually. Yeah, they're going to be really good. I, Isaac White and Wyatt Eckler on the back end, too. I thought they made giant strides last year. Really, it's the, at the running back spot, probably. I don't even know. Harrison Whaley, I think it's Whaley and McNeely, really. And then a change-up with DQ James. But just to see maybe what that rotation's going to look like. Yeah, I think they're super high on Harrison Whaley, the, the transfer from Northern Illinois. He was the he was a huge pickup. Yeah. Really big pickup. He could have gone to probably, probably any – he, he could have gone to a P5 school. We'll put it that way. Instead, he, you know, I think Wyoming was probably on him immediately, and he thought, hey, they like me. I see the way they play ball. I know they like to feed the running back. So let's do it. Um, so, as always, Jared, going into this thing, I said it on a radio show yesterday. Um, I have a vote um, for where I think the teams will finish in the Mountain West Conference. And uh, I would have absolute. I can tell you with a straight face right now, I would have absolutely zero problem telling you that the Wyoming Cowboys are going to win the Mountain West Conference this year. And I know that sounds crazy, and people out there are probably thinking, are you nuts? They really do have all the pieces in in place. But the black cloud continues to hang. Can they throw the damn football? We talked about it yesterday when we were at the brewery. They've closed the gap with Boise State. Imagine if they had any kind of efficiency throwing the football in any of the last four times they've played them. It could have been a whole different story. So that's always the question. And they did show spurts last year of coming out and throwing the Air ball. Air Force. New Mexico. Yep, New Mexico. Um, but it's they got to do it with consistency and efficiency. Yeah. Efficiency has been the missing link as far as that goes. And, you know, Coach Bull talked about it in the offseason. They have had wide receivers that are just not having a – they're not able to separate. So – you know, they bring in a couple of grads or a couple of transfers here in the portal. Really like that Holy Cross kid. I don't have the stuff pulled up in front of me, and it's been a long time, so can't remember his name right off hand. Sorry about that. But him, and then the kid from Vanderbilt who still has three years remaining. Um, you know, I talked to one of the coaches off the record, and he goes, um, "Yeah, you know, I know it doesn't look that impressive uh, his numbers at Vanderbilt, but he was at Vanderbilt. He was in the SEC. You don't you don't get in the SEC on accident." So. 
Um, that's going to be the big thing here. Can they, can they throw the ball with any efficiency whatsoever? That's my big question. That's your. That's probably all your big question. And we, we're almost positive Andrew Peasley is the starting quarterback. I'm but sure, I would. He's going to get pushed. Yeah, I would love for Coach to come out. That's kind of what I'm hoping is Coach will come out and say that's open, or Andrew's the guy, and it's his job this year to really mentor. Because like we've talked about on the show before, they really. They put some chains on Andrew Peasley last year. He wasn't allowed to run and do the things that make him a great quarterback, Is and that's improvising and making plays with his feet. We didn't see that very often last year, and when we did see it, it was special. That first game at Illinois, like his fakes were the highlight of the damn day on mm-hmm. offense for the Cowboys. He would hand it, he, You would think it was just mash, in, mash up in the middle, and there he goes around the outside, and if he had a little more juice, he would have scored on a couple of those. So and then he obviously almost scored against San Jose State, splitting their defense, going for sixty plus yards. So he's got that, and I think the Cowboys need to absolutely take the choke chain off him this year, which they admittedly had a choke chain on him last year because he's just not a big human being. So let him go, let him play, let him roll, and we might see a different Andrew Peasley. And they had that chain on him because they were worried about who the backup was. Yeah. And Jaden came in and played well at times. Yeah. Um, did some good stuff. But at they the don't same hoist, time. They don't hoist a bronze boot if it's not for Jaden Clemens. Yep. No doubt about it. But now they got, you know, they got Caden mm-hmm. um, from Texas. And then they got the JC guy that was sit, sat out last year who Sabota. has all the tangibles. Yeah. And Caden Becker. I see that dude on. I see him on Twitter all the time, just lifting the entire weight room and looking absolutely the part, just like Evan Svoboda. What I think we can say here is the Cowboys have a lot of quarterbacks right now, and I don't think we're going to see this many quarterbacks. Uh, you know, once spring ball breaks, I believe the transfer portal opens up again for a little bit. We're going to see a window there where I, I could see some movement out of a couple of Cowboy quarterbacks. They just, I believe they have six on the roster right now, and that's just not. That's not going to work. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see a couple of quarterbacks hit the portal after this. And not a bad thing. Let them battle it out here in the spring. And, you know, if you're at the bottom of the depth chart, I wouldn't even be surprised if Craig Bull does one of those Deion Sanders deal and calls him into the office and just says, hey, you want help looking elsewhere? We'll try and find you a landing spot, but it ain't going to be here. Just don't use the catchphrase, we's it coming. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Or I ain't hard to find. (laughs) Well, on that note. Yeah. Well, and the spring game opens. Uh, our spring game is set for 2 p.m. on April 29th inside War Memorial Stadium. They're going to have 15 practices, what the NCAA allows here in the spring. So, um, Cowboys have the, I believe ESPN said, the third most experienced roster coming back in the country, which they are the second most, I think, that they had the third least last year. So, And that's all based on crazy. playing time and statistics, folks. It's not the ages of the actual players. Yeah. There's still not a ton of seniors on this team, and they didn't lose much last year. So I think the offensive line has potential to be even better. I think the wide receiver room's better already. The tight end room's still good with Trayton Welch. Uh, Parker Christensen kind of sucks losing him, but I don't think think they utilized him nearly as much as they should have. 
So, uh, and maybe that played into his decision to move on as well. Um, and he didn't move on anywhere else. He just moved on with life. So Jackson Marcotte as well, moving on with life after all the injuries and, and the, what he gave to the program uh, speaks for itself. He's in law school and he's interning at a law yeah. firm in Laramie anyway. Yeah, so. he's going to be a very successful I human being. I believe he's engaged to Randy Wilniak's yeah, daughter. One of the twins, yep. Yeah, a great human being. So I thought the Cowboys made out like a bandit in the uh, transfer portal this year. Uh, I believe they lost nine total. I mean, you can say ten with Titus Wynn, but he was kicked off the team anyway. Nine total, I believe five of those dudes never even saw the field or barely saw the field. So, and Keontae Glinton's another one that was injured all the time. Speaking of Titus, I saw that you retweeted that he's going to have a pro day at his high school. Yeah, I wondered what he was going to do, and I still kind of wonder what Eric Aboje is going to do. I, I, I think we can all safely assume Wyoming is not going to have a pro day this year. And that's just because they just didn't have enough. Well, would have heard about it by now. Would have heard about it. Plus, I just even if Titus was still here, I mean, how many NFL teams are going to come to Laramie to watch Titus Swin and Eric Aboje work out? Well, they would have to schedule it when CSU and Air Force were doing theirs all in this and CU yeah. all in the same two day period where yeah. they could hit all four teams and UNC and you know all that kind of stuff. I just wonder time. how many would have even come up to see Titus and Eric because that would have been it. Well, they get so much evaluation throughout the year anyway. Are pro days really that necessary? Yeah. Anymore, they're made for TV. Yeah. The big ones. True. Well, and I just saw that they were ripping on pro days. Uh, some, Some media outlet was ripping on pro days because, you know, you can be a darling of that day. And somebody who was was Zach Wilson at BYU. Yeah. And now you see uh, what's going on with old Zachary. Um, speaking of running backs real quick, the XFL... Go Barnstormers or whoever, whatever teams are out there. <laughs> I think that was the team that uh, uh, Kurt, Warner. Kurt Warner played yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any Barnstormers. Battlehawks. Uh, yeah, the Battlehawks, St. Louis, <laughs> where Brian Hill is playing. He is second in the XFL in rushing right now. He's had 50 rushing attempts um, for 255 yards and a TD. Granted, he, he was down a game and a half, too. He didn't play one full game, and he was injured a half of another game. So he's right there. Um, yeah, the guy above him has 33 more carries. Yep, so that's at least one full game probably. Like I said, the one and a half games more. Yeah, so, at least one and a yeah. half games, yeah. Yeah. So, good, good for him. him. Yeah, like I uh, love Brian Hill, man. I saw his interview. after. I just happened to catch one game a couple weeks ago. It was their first home game that St. Louis has had a professional football game in, like, some thousand and some games or whatever, and the place was packed. Mm-hmm. Really, are they playing in that dumpy arena still? Yeah, or that dumpy the, the dome. old dome. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he got interviewed afterwards. He was standing there, a bunch of his uh, family, hmm. and he was just talking about you know, uh, and the guy even said, "This is just like playing in Laramie." And he goes, "Yeah, it is. Yeah, fans are great. You yeah, know? I mean, so yeah, good for him. Yep, love Brian Hill. If you really sit down and think about Brian Hill's career at Wyoming." What he did in three years. There's been a lot of really good tailbacks in this in this program. What he did in three years when every single person in the building, on TV, on the opposite sideline, most importantly, knew who was getting the ball. And what he did, even though all of that, it was really special. Sorry to go back to wrestling real quick, but Bryce Meredith, uh, some, some tweet, Twitter account, Wrestlers Grind. Um, posted his uh, bike workout that he did yesterday or the day before. And uh, I watched it earlier. It's nasty. He looks really it's good. A, uh, it's one of those fan bikes, and he goes really hard because you have to do it with your hands and your legs. Mm. And then he lets up a little bit, then he goes right back in and goes on for like three minutes. Oof. And he's even 
He looks ripped. He looks compared. good. He was big when he was in college, but he's a hell of a lot bigger now. The beard adds some toughness. And his Bryce Misfit Meredith. What is Colgan's, do you know? Badass. <laughs> he does look like a badass. I got to say, his mugshot actually looks like a mugshot. And folks, let's go back to basketball real quick, then we'll get off the air. The transfer portal stuff. Cody put out this uh, post the other day about how many, uh, you know, each team in the Mountain West has. And I even went through and looked at some teams. Tulsa has the same amount as Wyoming. There's a, you know, Minnesota has five. And that was the last I looked. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are some programs that are out there that are suffering just as bad. So it's not just a Wyoming thing. It's an NCAA thing. Yeah, and uh, like you're looking at here with the Nevada, they just lost freshman, <laughs> the, the freshman of the year, year Darian Williams. Um, yeah, ouch. Uh, Air Force losing Jake Hydebrider or Hydebrider. Uh, he was a sophomore, 15.1 points per game. I would love to see him in a Wyoming game. Uh, I would too. I would too. Uh, John Tanjay, grad transfer from CSU. Yeah, 14.6 points per game and, for John. And you cannot. Uh, Worry about any grad transfers. I mean, Wyoming getting two of theirs back, that was a big thing. Yeah. These guys have the right. They already graduated. Yeah. Let them go play somewhere, like like Xavier Valaday in football. God, Good nice. for him. I saw some hate put out towards Xavier on there. I mean, it's stunning, guys. It's, it's stunning. He gave everything he had to the University of Wyoming. Heaven forbid he goes one year and plays at Arizona State. And he got and his he degree. And he kicked ass. Yeah. And he got his degree. He, his mom likes retweets, shares Wyoming stuff. All yeah. He's a Wyoming cowboy forever. Yeah. You know what? He will always have a place to come home. I don't think he's going to come here and people are going to go, oh, you left for Arizona State. The only bad thing is is when you're watching an NFL game or an NBA game and it's going to say ASU underneath, you, you know, or so, You wonder if that's going to change, though, here because Are they gonna going to put Wyoming slash ASU? Maybe. They might. Why not? They're going to have to change Especially if they got their degree at the first institution. Yeah, and the second all-time <laughs> leading rusher in program history. Uh, New Mexico taking a little bit of a beating here in the portal. Jay Allen Tobar had already been gone. He uh, transferred to Southern Utah. They're also losing K.J. Jenkins, um, Emmanuel Kuak, who had some injuries this year. He only played in one game, but he looks the part. Josiah Alec, he, uh, he's the one who defended Maldonado in the Mountain West Tournament for the Lobos. He got worked in the first half, and he was great at the podium after the game. He said, yeah, that dude is so creative. He's such a good player, and uh, he made me look like an idiot, basically. <laughs> and uh, he said his teammates kind of gave him a little pep talk at halftime. And uh, as you can see, it worked. He did really well on Waldo in the second half. Um, San Diego State, of course, doesn't have anybody. Um, they're still playing some meaningful basketball. UNLV, however, um, they are losing – Forward, guard, Keyshawn Hall, Keyshawn Gilbert. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name, but I think they all started. Yeah, I think so, for, too. For the Rebels at some point. Three points year. per game. He looks the part, though. Victor Walker. I, I don't know. I probably have <laughs> So Utah State's losing their head coach, by the way. Their head coach is allegedly heading to South Florida. Saw last night reports uh, from Utah State, uh, one of their – media outlets saying it's all but a done deal here. They're waiting for April 1st because it cuts his uh, buyout by a lot of money. But he is heading to South Florida. Odom is heading back to the East Coast. So 
Uh, Utah State, we might see some transfers out of them here with their head coach taking off. To That's, South Florida. And, yeah. Because they have to love playing for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great coach, man. And Utah State's had two great coaches in a row. And that's kind of what we talked about with Dimmel. Look, Utah State's about to get get two coaches in a row snagged right out from underneath them here. Yep. Um, that's because they're winning. And they have a really good program. And they know what to do. We didn't think Utah State was going to do anything this year. They were they were incredible. And then you look at Wyoming here with a gigantic list. <laughs> Which, it's weird, we talked about this a little bit. Jake Kyman is still not technically in the transfer portal. Don't know if he's done or don't know what he's doing, but uh, there are at least eight guys that are no longer on the Wyoming basketball team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so some guys, man. Boise State lost Burke Smith, now Nevada, of course, losing Darian Williams. So um, everybody's been affected so far, aside from San Diego State and Utah State. And I don't imagine San Diego State's really going to feel much effect from this, and I don't think they really care. Uh, Utah State, however, uh, we might see some guys here shortly. Well, I so. think the bench players for San Diego State got to be thinking, man, I'm finally going to have a chance. Eight eight guys are gone. Yeah. Get some playing time next year. No doubt. All right, Jared. Well, I guess uh, next week we'll have some Wyoming football for you. Hopefully no more basketball news and, and unless they're going to, you know, some guys commit and uh, maybe a new coach comes down the pike here to replace Sundance Wicks. Yep. Hopefully we don't hear about anything. <laughs> if you hear the names Caden Powell, Kenny Foster, or uh, Brendan Wenzel, <laughs> look away. So, tough week for the Wyoming Cowboys, tough week for Jeff Leonard, tough couple weeks, tough <clears throat> couple few months. But, uh, hey, I you know, we can end on this, Jared. I like – I don't like the situation by any means, but – I kind of, I'm kind of curious, and you know, we haven't had a chance to talk to Linder, but how exciting could it be in a way to have a clean slate like this and say, I've got ten golden opportunities I can hand out right now to guys and guys I want and guys that fit. And there's a guy, Cheyenne native, that left University of Colorado. Yeah, he's in the portal. Yeah, um, we're hearing that he's. Thinking about Wyoming? Yeah. That's also hearing he lost and lovering might be thinking about another school down the road. Which he might putrid as, green color. <laughs> which he might as well just burn his man card and never come back. But he already chose the buffs, yeah, that's part of that's going anyway. But he can redeem himself. Yes. And yes, then he can. there's a junior college player at L Triple C that's pretty damn good himself as well. Well, and we saw, too, yesterday, the last few days, a few UNC players leaving the program as well. And, of course, Linder did spend four years in Greeley, so who knows. And there's a guy that's four hours up the road in Spearfish, South Dakota, mm-hmm. at Black Hill State that was the Division Two Player of the Year that led the Yellow Jackets to their second straight Final Four. Yeah, and I believe he only has one year eligibility left. And I think uh, – Xavier McCord, the guy you're referring to at LCCC, I think he would only have a couple of years left himself because uh, he actually played three years. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, hell. I mean, if you're a good ball player and you're ready to ready to work. So, excited to see you. I've been waiting for an email saying, hey, Jeff Linder will meet with the media at this time on this day. Still waiting on that email because would sure love to hear from him and talk to him. I know he's had a rough personal time with all this. Uh, we need more than a statement, though. Uh, when it's going to come, I don't know. Uh, but we do need to talk to him. And I'm sure he wants to talk, too. I'm sure he wants to really really hash some stuff out and maybe let you guys know that the sky's not falling like we all assume it is. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. We will catch you around this time next week. Maybe we'll have an office. 
Yeah, maybe we will. And if we don't, <laughs> we can come right back down to the basement here, or we can do it in Laramie on one of those days you're over there covering football, too. Is it weird that you're wearing a Michael Vick jersey and there's dogfighting going on in the background? Wow. <laughs> Negative on both, and it's dog playing. Dog playing. They actually have been really good this entire time. I gave them some bones, and now they're anxious to go outside. So. It is fight night. Let's get those dogs outside. Thanks, guys. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 